0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lock Talk Radio. Greetings and welcome, my friends, to tonight's Friday night spiritual night. Relax, let go, and be with Charles Show. Tonight, my friends, love, forgiveness, and change for your world. Let's let this music play us in and relax us and put us in a beautiful mind, body, and spirit space, ready to bring love, forgiveness, and change into each of our worlds, to all of our worlds. Greetings and welcome, my friends, to tonight's Friday Night Spirit. Tonight, we're starting a little later than normal tonight. We have some updating on some of our software and such to happen that ran us a couple minutes behind. But we are happy to be with you tonight. And we're on a journey that we started on Wednesday. And if you're tuning in and you didn't listen to Wednesday's show yet, there's still goodness to be had in this show, this show, for sure. But Wednesday's show, we really focused on love forgiveness and change for you for yourself and tonight we take that to the next step to bringing it into your world into your life and it takes focus practice intention and motivation my friends when it comes to allowing that love allowing ourselves to truly relax our mind and bodies and maybe that maybe the the next You know, for some, okay, relaxing mind and body can be pretty easy. Then it gets to letting go. The letting go part can be really tough. Letting go of the judgments, the fears, the hurts that you yourself have suffered or experienced. And then allowing yourself when you become awareness, when you have healing, when you become whole, to allow yourself to make the changes in your life that support your mind and body and spirit that encourage and motivate and energize your missions, your talents, your inspirations. And for most of us, the next step in that process is then bringing that love, that forgiveness, that change into our partnerships, our families, our relationships. And those relationships can be lifelong friends, Those relationships can be family. Those relationships can be somebody special in your life. And before we go, and we always mention, you know, it's very important to note that creating love, forgiveness, and change in your relationships is a two-way street. So if you have family members or friends or partners who have been extremely abusive, you can still work through the forgiveness process, but you have to first, by loving, forgiving, and be having change of yourself, What are the changes you're going to make is you're going to love yourself enough to know that you don't need to suffer that abuse, whether that's mental, physical, sexual. So when we do have partners, family members, friends, that are either very abusive, and, it could, be, and it, 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 is, it could be, it is almost always because they're hurting, because they're going through things, and because they want you to feel the way they feel about it. <laughs> they see you rising up, they want to pull you down. Or they're hurting so badly, they just want to spread that hurt. Or there's so much in hate and negativity, divisiveness and judgment, that that's become their energy, their way of life, their their way of experiencing. And for some, Often that leads to not just being abusive, but at times making really poor choices in their life. Sometimes you're working with someone in your life that you really love and you really care about, but they're consumed with addictions. And so you, you know, given where they're at, that you can offer love and compassion, offer to help them when they, when they seek that help. But you can also discern for yourself and that's what we talked about Wednesday and, and last week as well on Friday night when we said now's the time to be you. You can discern for yourself what brings goodness, what brings good energy, encouragement, motivation, inspiration, that you can share your experiences and have compassionate listening and compassionate engagement with friends and family and who disrupts that entire process, right? And it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to cut that person off completely from your life or make drastic choices, but it does mean that you can discern what's best for your life, your family, your children, and I've had to do it. I've had friends who have chosen to go into some pretty serious addictions, and I've said, look, I'll be here for you when you, when you come out, you know, when you want to help. Many of them know what I do, so they get shy about it anyway and are like, you know, then they feel embarrassed. Don't feel embarrassed. I'm not going to judge you. I haven't gone through your experience. I haven't gone through your hurt. I I don't know what led you to where you're at. I do know that there's a way out if you'd like it. I also know that's a free choice. And although I wouldn't make your choice, you wouldn't make mine either. So I can't judge your choice. I can discern it's not good for you. I can discern it's causing harm in your life. I can love on you and say, look, you are and deserve better, and you can free yourself from this when you're ready, and I'm there to help you when that moment comes. But for my sanity, for my household, for my way of being, you can't come over choosing to do that drug or being on that drug, you know, when it comes to, you know, my friends now, (laughs) when it comes to things like meth, heroin, now I have been there, uh, sometimes by choice and sometimes by the choice of others. (laughs) When they've had someone that they care about that's going through things and, and uh, where I've helped people when they're making that choice to do something different, even when they're coming down off of things, I'm, and that's not my favorite thing to do, but I'll do it if they're making that choice to get help. And I've more than once, even in the house I'm in now, we've taken in somebody on a bad night or bad day and then helped them get themselves A little bit more balanced, and then and then have them have the resources come so that they could go seek the help they needed. You have to choose that. (laughs) Hopefully, you choose it once or twice. People have chosen it for me by calling me and saying, "Hey, I'm dropping so and so off." But okay, well, that's not okay. (laughs) But also, I will deal with it, and we will and we will create a good atmosphere, and we'll create some love, and we'll create some choices and help that person. It's important to know that in each one of those scenarios you can be judgment free. You can have an abusive family member or friend or partner that you know you need to separate with from. And I know that there are people out there, you know, I'm blessed that my family and friends and have been good to me and, and, you know, we're all human. There were moments along the way, but we've also worked through it and we love each other. But I know that's not always possible because it's a two-way street right and everyone comes from their perception that's why it's so important that that what we did on Wednesday is that first step and it's always a step it takes work it takes it takes encouraging ourselves and changing a routine and going through changes even going through the change of having been a victim and hurt to having been healed and whole and wanting to facilitate other people's healing that's That's a change. Any change we make in our lives, we we often have to practice and build up and get better at it, right? I tell people, always avoid words for yourself and for others, okay? For yourself and for others. Always avoid words like always and never. They're easy to use, right? Oh, I'm so sorry that this hurt you. I'll never do that again. Yeah, you probably will. (laughs) Because you're human. And if it was your pattern, you're probably going to return to that pattern. But the more aware you become and the more you allow yourself to remain in conscious awareness, the more that you can even catch yourself and go, oh, my gosh, that's right. I'm going to be better at this. I'm going to do a little bit better. I'm going to catch myself a little bit sooner. But avoid always and nevers for yourself and for others. I'm never going to do this again, okay? Well, maybe you won't, but also allow yourself to be human. Allow yourself to work through that process and work out of what it is you need to do so that then you can maybe when it becomes to addictions or coming to places in your life where you made poor choices that you go, okay, I've made it past that, I've learned, I'm going to improve, and maybe there are some choices that I know now that I know enough, and I'm strong enough, and I'm confident enough, and I'm aware enough that I'm going to catch myself and, and refocus myself and create new intentions in my life so that I can get to a place where I can live free of something else that may be being something that was dragging me down. And we talked last week, or that's last week. <laughs> it seemed like a week ago, but it was Wednesday. We talked to him, Lindsay, about loving yourself for all that you've done, for how far you've come in your life, for how much you still have to experience, for the challenges and struggles that you've overcome and the challenges and struggles that you might have right now that, you're gonna, that you know and you have the awareness and you have the ability and the tools and the, and the connections and you're going to make those changes. And you can create what those inspirations and those missions and those joys for your life and for the people around you. We talked about forgiving yourself. For any of the decisions and times you made a, may have made decisions while hurting or not feeling whole or just because you were a human having a bad day. For the times that you were mad or sad and reacted in ways that weren't your loving joyful best because of the moment that you were in. And the part of change is deciding what you're going to take into and on in your life. And I see it so much in impact and I feel we're all a little bit of everything, right? When you talk about, I definitely feel that I have empathy that I can see and, and feel and bring myself to understand as much as I can from compassionate listening from judgment free love. Many people can share things and I can feel many times that I can see or sense or feel why or how they're feeling the way that they're feeling. Still haven't still haven't been in their shoes. And what I've seen in many of the empaths that I know that so many you know, people are very empathic and they can take on the energies around them. And when you love people and you want to support people and you have know, compassion, people it can be easy to take on what they're sharing something with you and then you go, oh boy, you know, I'm going to, or they're sharing some hurt and you're helping facilitate, but you've gone through your own hurt and sometimes buttons get pushed and you can find yourself easily taking on the feelings or the troubles or the struggles of others into yourself instead of allowing yourself to be compassionate and loving, but realize their choices, their experience, their path is theirs. And I can feel for them without allowing their feelings, their energy to consume, dampen, or misalign my own. And that's why it's so important to do things like meditation and relaxation. I've been doing some wonderful trades and we're going to talk about it on an upcoming show with my friend Tracy Argandesi who we've had on the show and we've been doing trades back and forth with each other and she's been doing for me the Reiki and the Sound Bath and oh my gosh. And when you do works with other people, whether you're a peer counselor or you're a facilitator of some kind, whether that's medical, physical, spiritual, many of the people I've worked with, we all trade with each other because we know that we need that time. We know that we need that time when we're so connected and sharing and helping others. And then we need that time to reset and to let go of anything, even residually that might have, we might've taken on. And I've talked about before when I first started doing my works and I was working with Helen and she was a psychologist in the office and, and I was meeting with her once a week And for those first few months, and even sporadically throughout time, (laughs) there would be times that I would come in at the end of the week, and I'd have notes. And I'd be like, I saw this couple and talked about this. It makes me wonder about this. I saw somebody who was really OCD. I think I might be OCD because I have this and this. I saw somebody who had this, and it made me think about when I sometimes do that. And it's funny because she would laugh, and she goes, yes, of course she did, because we all can relate to other people in certain ways. But there's a difference between your quote unquote healthy, because she knew me for a while, healthy OCD as opposed to a diagnosable There's times when you might feel a little depressed that's different than some of the somatic This couple might be having this issue and it might make you think, and, and oh, my first partner at that time that we were to, he, he knows and he would hate it <laughs> because I would come home. I was doing couples groups and couples counseling, and I would come home and he got to the point where he'd just be like, "Okay, what is it? what do you... because he knew that i would somebody would share something, and I'd end up thinking, "Huh, we sometimes say that or we sometimes have that issue <laughs> i wonder if, wonder if our motivating factor is the same, and I will say. Thankfully and healthily, otherwise I wouldn't be with you today, that I learned to let go. And I learned to discern what was mine and what was others. And I learned to take, being a facilitator, you become aware of many things. And there are many of those awarenesses, mind, body, and spirit that I certainly brought into my life from my relationship because I learned from it. But I also learned that I could let it be theirs and take the lessons or the awareness from it without taking it on and taking it in. That's the difference. I can facilitate a process. I don't have to take it on and take it in. And when we're working with friends and family in our lives, and that's what we're gonna focus on tonight, this is a template you can lay into community organizations, your business. I have in the management contracts I've done in the times I've been with nonprofits and businesses. There are ways to bring love, forgiveness and change into every structure of of our lives. But I'm focusing tonight on our families and friends, on our partners. Because you can do all the work that you want on loving and forgiving and changing, but if those right around you don't support that process or aren't even aware of the process, you're going to have a harder road. And when we do feel that love and forgiveness and we have that connection that we relax our mind and body, we really are able to let go of stress and we feel what it feels like in our lives, to be truly relaxed, to allow ourselves and especially our mind to let go of things, to let go of judgment, to let go of frustrations, to let go of stress and anxiety. It serves no purpose other than to take you down and take you out. And if you want to be up and going and sharing your love with everyone, you can't be taken down and taken out. The two don't work. So you want to bring that love and that forgiveness and that change into your partnership, into your life. And for many of us, the reason part one was on Wednesday, you have to do it for yourself, is because as we've talked about Everyone, always, including you, including me, including our partners, including our kids, including our parents, including our friends, come from their own perceptions, based on their own experiences, up to the moment of time that you're all in together. And that's why so often when we approach people from a place of love, it allows us to bring that forgiveness into play. Because if I really love you and I really understand that you come from your perception and I come from my perception, then I can know that 99% of the time, 99% of the time, it was not someone's intention to hurt you or push your buttons. It was because of their own hurt, their own perception. And if it was their intention, (laughs) then the next question is why? And again, 99% of the time, if not 100, it's because they wanted you to feel how they were feeling. I'm mad, I want you to be mad. I'm sad, I want you to be sad. Luckily, it's true for happiness. I'm happy, I want you to be happy. So what can we do to make that happiness happen? And for most of us, thankfully, we're not living in a relationship or a family that is abusive, and if we have We've made that change to love ourselves enough to realize that we can live in a space that's more loving and more supportive. But often, whatever pattern we've created has become the pattern, whether that's your parents, your brother and sister, your own kids, your partner. So if you get into that space where, and I remember this with my wife, <laughs> we got into a space where at times, and we admitted it to each other, we really liked fighting. Now, we didn't get physical We that. A few times she threw things at me, but nothing hit. <laughs> and that, that was bad, and we talked about it, because it's not okay to throw things at your partner. Not a good, that's not all right. <laughs> but we got to a point where we, we realized that we enjoyed the challenge of the fight. And we were young at the time, and I didn't know all the things I know now. We, we've talked many times over the years about how we all grew and we all learned. But even together, we learned, okay, so what is it we like? How can we re-channel channel, channel that? And how can we avoid unnecessary battles and unnecessary anger when we didn't need it? But it's important to have those to realize if you've established patterns in your life, and I work with so many couples and so many families that the pattern becomes the first the first indicator of trouble in the lives around us is communication. When you stop talking. When there's certain things that happen that you feel a certain way about, but for whatever reason that moment, well I'm not going to say it right now, they're getting ready for work. I don't want to take them down. I'm going to file that away. I'm going to talk to them about that later then we'll get this out. But often when we are the ones, and remember from our own perception, right? So when we are the ones that we go through, we go through what they go through, right? So we spiral down. We have our moments of negativity. We have our moments of stress and anxiety. We have our moments when we're healing our hurts, where we said or did something that we're like, nope, wait a minute. So, so do they. And if we create this pattern of not talking about things. Or when we go to talk about things, we go to the most extreme. We try to push each other's buttons. We try to excite each other in a negative way because that's the pattern, and that's the pattern we know. And as humans, we love the pattern we know, no matter how bad it is. I've worked with many people who were coming out of abusive relationships that would share with me. And I remember when the very first client did it, and again, when I was doing my check-ins, I checked with a few people and I was like, I can't believe that I was helping my very first client that was moving away from an abusive, physically abusive partner and rightly so, protecting her children, protecting herself, caring about herself, realizing she'd been abused throughout her life and she was doing a lot of healing around that. And when she finally got free and was in a new space, there are many things that she liked about it. But one of the things she shared with me is Charles. I spend part of the day waiting to get hit because I've been hit almost every day for so many days that I know it's almost like when it happens, good, that's over. I can go on with the rest of the day. And I've been anticipating it. I realize it's not going to happen, that that I'm not not free of that situation, but I still find myself in that space. And I've talked with soldiers that were in Afghanistan, Iraq, Vietnam, even World War II, that would share with me, having gone through so many periods of, and I remember one friend who came to me, and he was on leave from uh, one of the recent wars, and he said, Charles, I spend about 50% of my day, I know I'm in Spokane. I know there's no one leaking around the corner. I know there's, you know, but I've I've been shot at every day, day after day. And there's a part of me that doesn't know what to do with myself if I'm not being shot at. And I got to find a way to let it go. We as humans, whatever it is we create as a pattern, that pattern becomes what we know. And when we approach change, even if it's good change, it can seem scary or frightening or can we really do it? And then what does it look like on the other side? And even in the most extreme cases, when we make a change, there's a part of our mind and body and spirit that will take time to adjust to the new way of being. So when we do talk to sit down with our friends and family, we realize And you come from that place of love, forgiveness, and change for yourself. Because if you don't have it in your perception, if you are still struggling to love, forgive, and create the awesome change that you need in your life, that you're inspired to make because you know it's going to take you where you want to go, you need to be confident and solid so that when you sit down with somebody else, you're coming from that place of love and forgiveness. And you're coming from a place of knowing you've been very much human yourself. <laughs> because if we're here and we're human, we're human. doesn't matter how mind, body, spirit you are. doesn't matter how much meditation you do or how much yoga or how much taekwondo. We're humans. There are going to be moments. The more aware we are, the more balanced we are, the more confident we are in our own mind, body, and spirit, in our own flow, in our own healing, in our own wholeness, the more we bring that into the awareness of all those who are around us. And the more that we understand that they've also had their moment. So when you're working with family and friends and relationships, and you come from a place of love, you, you allow yourself to be in a place of love. Even if someone is doing something that frustrates you or if things have become so bad, and I know it happens for many couples where the frustration, the struggle, the stress of day-to-day life, of dealing with the kids, if the kids are there, of dealing with the things that you're dealing with, work, of dealing with all the stuff that's going on that seems to seep in from the world, that then communication Time when you can sit and have a compassionate conversation with the person you love can be valuable time. You can create more of it, though, because it's free choice. And the more that we stop talking to each other, the more trouble that the relationship, it becomes a lose-lose-lose. It's a lose for you, a lose for your partner, a loss for your relationship, whether that's your love partner, your children, family and friends. If something's up, and you can't talk about it, or if there's something about yourself that you feel you can't share, or there's something about your experience that you'd like to experience together but you're afraid that, you know, again, fear and judgment. Because here's the worst that happens. If you come down and you come in a place of love, and you have a true, compassionate conversation, here's the struggles we're having. Here's the things that I'd like to do different. When you did this, this, or this, it made me feel these ways, and I know you probably didn't mean it, but then I took it on, and then I acted this way because I thought you meant this, and you thought I meant that, and then pretty soon we're just going at each other. Instead, if one of us is feeling off or frustrated or struggling, let's be able to say that to the other person without the other person taking it on. Let's be able to have a loving, compassionate conversation where we can say, when you your energy seems way off, is it? And, and this is something to avoid. I can tell you from being a partner that's gone through it. I can tell you from being a partner that oh, that is out of wanting everybody to be okay can overask it. <laughs> compassionate listening is not about going to somebody and saying. Are you okay? Did I do something wrong? Okay, already you're not listening. You know, are you okay? I, your energy feels a little off. You, you seem like you're frustrated. What's happening right now? Because nine times out of ten, that answer is going to be something that's happening for them that may have nothing to do with you personally. And if it does... Yeah, I was frustrated this morning when this happened, or I was frustrated this afternoon when I noticed this. Okay, let's talk about it. But when you come to someone with a love and compassion, you're also allowing them to share with where they're at without taking it on. Without jumping to the conclusion that somehow you've done something wrong and that's why they're in this position. If you have, and they feel hurt, they're gonna share that. But if you allow them to say what's really happening for you, you know what, I was frustrated all the way along. This happened, and then that happened, and then it was over here, and this happened, and it all just built on itself, and I got into through the door, and I noticed it, and I immediately, immediately was frustrated, and I'm sorry. Because 90% of my frustration, my stress, my struggle is mine, and then one little thing, you know, to put me over the edge. So you have that love and that forgiveness and that compassion. And you allow this to be in your own mind for yourself, like we talked about on Wednesday. Forgive yourself for the times you made choices that you didn't know any better. And then you learned and then you made different choices. A very famous saying, forgive them for they know what not what they do. Ninety percent of the time people don't and can or know that what they've done has hurt you in the way that it's hurt you. And if they do, and if they intended it, and if they wanted to hurt you, then the question's why. And it's always because of some hurt that they're feeling. And because they, like you, like every one of us, when we're not coming from awareness, when we're not coming from love and light when we're just coming from hurt or frustration or judgment, primarily about ourselves or our own situation, we're going to snap out, (laughs) take it out on everybody else around us until we have that awareness and that healing to know and say, whoa, wait a minute. This is the way I'm feeling. And often in relationships, families, friendships, we have to negotiate and learn along the way because we grow, we change. There's, there's, different ways of being together. And if we don't share with each other, if we don't have communication, and if we don't have that love and compassion, and instead we keep everything to ourselves and we get really frustrated and we take everything personally, we take the way everyone's acting around us to be us. And sometimes if, you know, if you realize, wow, I walked in the room and and, and blew my top and now everybody is reacting to that, okay, (laughs) That's on you. But then you could also say, sorry about it, and here's what was really going on. But most of the time, when people are in different places and they're feeling different ways, we might be a contributor to that factor. We're not the only factor. And many times, you might not not be any of the factor. But because we come from our own perception, we can't help but take it on. (laughs) like it's part of our DNA to go wait what did I do compassionate loving forgiveness means that I allow myself to let go of the idea that it was about me in the first place now, I might have done something or said something that to touched the button. It's not my button. It's yours. And you have to communicate that with me. And then together, we can create a healing and we can create a new way of being. Many times, I've had partners and I've shared with partners or friends or family that when you say this, it makes me feel that way. Or when you, you know, this particular phraseology or this particular, when you come at me in this certain way, and I'll use an example partner use with me a few years back, as I said something, and he said, don't. We were having an argument and I said something, and he goes, he grazed his hand. <laughs> it was interesting. I'm like, all right, call it on you. He's like, yeah. And he said that was something that he, had, he and his partner used to do is they would raise hands when they had something, like if they're fighting, it's like, okay, let me say something. I'm like, all right, sure. What's up? Don't what you just said. My father always said to me, and I have, it's always been a raw point for me. And I know you did not intend it in the same way that he did, but please avoid that phrase. Reconfigure that one. (laughs) And it doesn't mean that I never, I caught myself a few times because it was a phrase I like to use. (laughs) So it's like, like, okay. I have to file that one away but I'll catch myself and no I don't want to intentionally hurt you I don't want to intentionally cause your energy to explode your energy to go sideways and then we destroy the whole night the whole day the whole week whatever it is that we decide that we're going to be mad and angry at each other and I will say I've never been one of those I've known couples that I've worked with couples that they'll say remember one couple coming in and they you know they wanted to talk separately and I said, "What's going on? We haven't talked to each other in a month." Okay, well that's already we got trouble in that bubble. <laughs> like, Don't do that. <laughs> no, no, no. Doesn't mean that you can work through everything in one moment either. That's a part about compassionate listening, right? Because we want to have love and forgiveness. We want to say, "Okay, I love you. Forgive me. You forgive me for this." If you if you've done something. Whether you've said some things, and I've done it, I'm a good sayer, I've said some things and I realized the moment I said it, oops, I didn't mean that, I was just angry, I'm sorry, that doesn't mean the other person, okay, I forgive you, it's all over. No, you. They've been, if they've been hurt, you've got to give them time to heal, too, and time to know that you're going to make a change, and not a change that means always and never, but a change that means progressively you're going to yourself... Be better at whatever it is they've shared with you, and vice versa. That when you share with them and you say this is makes me feel this way, or when we, when this happens or that happens, you know. And I've used the, used the example before, but I've heard of it so much it does not bother me. I want to say that <laughs> to anybody who might be in my life now, <laughs> does not bother me. And, You know, more than once we heard people, you know, when if they quote unquote pick up after something. Well the socks are there. They come home and they they their work clothes explode all over the living room. And then I come home and I want to do this and it's a mess and I feel like they're saying, you're my maid, clean it up. <laughs> you know, pick up my socks. Do this. When you talk to that person and they threw their socks on the floor, they didn't have the same the, the intention to make you feel less than or make you feel like it was yours to take care of. Patterns, right? So if there's things happening in our world and we don't like picking up somebody's socks, then we need to say, hey, would you pick up your socks? I don't like it when I come home and your socks are. The problem is that's a real simple example, but the problem is there can be many. There can be many times when, when we go through a day wondering, wow, was someone mad at me this morning because of this or that? You know, I bet they were. And, and you know, that's the thing. Also, when we get into our own perceptions, not considering that everyone else is in their own perception and we take things on, we ended up, we ended up figuring out a whole bunch of shit. That's not it. Right. We end up going, well, I wonder if it was this. I wonder if it was that. I wonder if I did that. I bet they're this. I bet they're that. And, and you know what? That's it. You know what I'm going to show them when I get home, I'm going to do this. Then they'll know how I felt when they did that. Except they won't because they won't realize there's any connection unless you share it and better to share it before the revenge happens. But we live in patterns and we're humans and we're, we're used to fighting for ourselves. And for a lot of people, and I share that in my present relationship as well as some of the relationships I've had, you've gone through hurts. You've gone through some abuse. You've gone through some things that weren't so great in your life. So then it makes it more of a challenge at times.
1: To remember,
0: even if you share some of that with somebody that you're with, that each one of those paths has been their own and each one of those experiences has been their own. And there may be times that you may push buttons that you may think, well, I know because I went through something similar to you so I get where I'm at, but I might be in a different healing space than you are. I might have healed certain buttons that you're not even aware of yet. The only way we find that out is if we have That loving, compassionate, forgiveness conversation. We're going to forgive each other for the times that we jumped to conclusions that just weren't there. I love the old saying, you know, assuming makes an ass out of you and me, right? And the way that we can avoid confusion, the way that we can avoid taking on things that we didn't need to take on, the way that we can truly be compassionate, loving to our partner our family member or our friend is to create the opportunity for them to talk, for them to share, and to do it with compassionate listening. So I'm not hearing what you're saying in my own mind or on my phone or in my notepad, writing down what I'm about to say. T- oh, you just said that? Oh, boy, I'm writing it down right now, something. And, oh, you just said that, too? Oh, i got one for you. No, that's not compassionate listening. That's not allowing someone to share what they need to share and hearing it and understanding. And I've said before that the worst case scenario, when you share and you listen and you're compassionate, and we're speaking now more about that partner, then we'll step into the family for a bit, but you, the worst that can happen is that you love someone and they love you and you really share where you're at and what's happening in your life and the experiences. And you, the worst that can happen is that you can see that the change that you need is to let each other go. Sometimes that happens. I have worked with couples that have come to the conclusion that let's make it. And I've even done, I've done marriages, done into life ceremonies, and I've done sessions where couples come together and they dissolve peacefully and lovingly the relationship. And I've been blessed in my life because of the skills and the the talents that I was able to learn over the years with facilitation, I've been able to do the same to the point that not just do I get along very well with those who were close in my life that now maybe we're not partners, but we remain beautiful friends. I've married some of those friends to their current partner, and many of us have traveled together. When we went to my daughter's wedding, which was happy anniversary, Jacob and Felicia, they've... This, today is their anniversary when we had traveled to their wedding at the time and we arrived and we were in the middle of Montana. It was very interesting and very fun. Everyone was very welcoming and very loving. And for some of them, it was the first time being all of who you are, right? Be who you are. Don't be afraid of it. Be it. Because then you you create the change that you want in the world. And what happened there is there were some of the family that had that was a little more conservative or, or just a little less experienced. some of the friends and family began to realize that, oh, there's my daughter's father. Oh, there's my daughter's other father. And there's his partner and there's her mother. And then they found out that not only did we all travel all, all over together, we also all stayed together. We also were all doing different things at the ceremony together, and we loved each other, and we cared about each other, and we loved her. And I can't tell you the number of people just at that wedding that came up to me and said, they asked me, you know, well, let me help you understand this a little bit. So you're her dad, biologically, and then that's her dad because you were with him for over 10 years, and then that's his partner who, as I understand, you married together. Then that's your wife. That was before that part. (laughs) And you all get along and you all support each other and you all love each other. And the answer was yes. The answer was yes. And they would think about it. And I had more than one person just at that gathering that said, I don't think I've ever experienced or known, might have been the word, but one of them did say experience being around you know, people that were LGBT. Because also there were other parts of family that were there that were also lesbian or bisexual. And 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 what we showed them, what they experienced from us was that, wow, you can love each other just like anyone else. And I remember one of the, I think she was a grandmother, a great nat or something like that. And she pulled me aside and she said, "You need to teach." And she pointed around the table to the uh heterosexual couples that were entertainment She goes, you need to teach all of us to do whatever you guys are doing because that's that's you know, that's wow. We see the love. We see the love. So the worst that can happen is that you can have a place where you realize that you do need to love on each other as you let each other go, pursue what makes each other happy because if you love someone you want them to be happy and a being with you isn't going to create the happiness or you being with them isn't going to create that happiness, then that's something to acknowledge. But it's also important to realize that the majority of the time when you have these conversations and you have this compassionate listening and you have these moments of being together with each other and allowing each other to learn what you're feeling, what needs healing, what we can do to bring more joy and love and laughter and and wondrous experience into our lives together? What can we do to alleviate each other's stress and anxiety or frustrations, which 90% of we may be doing not even realize? And if we have been in a pattern of hurt or negativity or struggle or frustration, and that's become our pattern and that's become our way and we're nip, nip, nip and nip, 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 nip at each other, then we can ask each other what do we need to do to make a change? Let's let's create a difference in this moment that we can now move forward in a new way. Knowing that it might be easy to slip, and when we start to slip, we won't be like, nah, 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 you did it, naughty, naughty. Let me get out the spanking stick. <laughs> no. but But more like, hey, baby, are you all right? Remember we talked about we were going to be more this. Is something happening right now? I know it doesn't have to do with me. My partner now has used it on me (laughs) with my permission. You know, I said, you know, we could, we could, what we call call each other on our shit, but you can do it in a compassionate way. What's going on? What's happening for you right now? You seem, I, I hear you saying this, but I know you don't mean it. Where are you at? What's happening right now? Let's not go there. I'm frustrated about something entirely different, and I don't want us to go back to that negative space. And that's the way you avoid it. You're not – loving somebody means, doesn't mean that you're never going to have a disagreement, that you're never going to have some things that you see a little bit differently than they do, some areas that you may compromise. Sometimes that you say, you know what, are you going over there and doing that? You go do that. I don't want to go. That's so important for couples and families, too. You know, when kids are younger, yes, you want to get them to try things, to do things, to experience things. That's important. As a, as a parent, you want to. But if if you're doing something, and I've, I've done it with all my friends and family, and I've learned, and every relationship's gotten better. So with my partner now, right away, I said, look, we can always do what we need or want to do. It doesn't need any more explanation than that. Because the last thing I want to do is have somebody come with me to something where they, don't really, don't, they really don't want to be there. It's not really their thing. They don't like it. Why would I do that? I, would, I also don't want that done to me. It's important that as, as couples and families and relationships, no matter how close, that you have times that there's things you do together and there's times that there's things you do apart. And when you're communicating with family, whether they're your kids or your parents, it's the same exchange. It's the same compassion, it's the same awareness. It's that sitting down and really caring about what's happening for them, how they're feeling, and why. Why is the key question? How are you today? I'm good in the conversation. <laughs> Why are you so good? What happened today that you liked? What did you do today that really inspired you? Was there anything happened today that made you mad or sad, especially if you're dealing with kids? And then listening and hearing it. And not immediately going, well, that's ridiculous. Why would that make you? Nope. That's not compassionate listening. Hearing. Listening. Asking the why. And really wanting to know the answer. Really wanting to hear what they have to share with you. And when you bring love and forgiveness, and forgiveness again, forgiveness doesn't mean that it didn't it didn't hurt. Forgiveness doesn't mean that somebody wasn't felt didn't feel wronged in some way, and I'm just letting that go, that might need to heal. That might need some time of really seeing a change in energy and behavior. And compassionate listening, even with our kids, they might have things to say. They might go, Mom, Dad, when you did this, I felt that way. Or right from this morning, Dad, when you said that, I felt this. You may not have intended it. It may you may want to, you know, but again, you're not sitting there with a note, well really? When you did that, nope, nope. You're listening, you're hearing, you're having compassion. You want to truly understand what's happening for them and how you can create a change. And how you can all create a change together. And that brings me to the last piece of tonight. And there's so much we could talk about with this. I have notes for days here that i'm not going to get to but that's okay we have more time but one of the most powerful things that i do and i do it with my partner i've done it with my kid my my daughter and i still do it we we share with each other when we're not in the same house so we can't do what i call the music game uh together right in the same house as we used to where she'd play a song then i'd play a song my nephews you know people get got to know it. i have friends that came over, I heard that came over recently, we did some games, it's like, next time we come over, I want to play the music game. The music game is we all play music that's our current favorite song. Like, for my daughter and I, and I've done it since I was a kid, and thought about being on the radio, being a DJ, and it was for a little bit, and you know, you always have your top ten, your top five, so I always have my top songs, but I also know that there's songs I've listened to throughout my life. But by playing the music game with my friends, my family, I get to hear all sorts of different music. And just recently, my daughter shared, her boss, co-worker that she works with, shared Noah Kahn. I'm going to give a shout out to him. His music is great. Noah, K-A-H-A-N, beautiful music. He's all in my number ones right now and number top five. I've been listening to albums of his music, beautiful music would would have never heard about it had she not shared. And we'll share with each other, here's my number one song. And sometimes she'll share her number one song, and just recently uh, she shared one, and it was one of his, and I listened to it, and I heard some of the words, and I said, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, 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 I know what you're thinking, but no, I'm good. But that's the other part of the music game, is that by listening and saying, hey, kids, you know what, we're going to have a music night together. And everyone's going to play, and you can even sing along. Don't have to do it karaoke style to sing along with the songs, and everyone can sing along. We've done that. We have many gatherings with friends and family where we'll play the music game, and we'll all just sing along to the songs we know and share those songs. And by just doing that little bit, sharing their music, whether that's your partner, your family, your friends, what that tells you how they do doing. And if they're playing it, we all have certain songs. My, my number one right now is Noah Kahn's Mess. Now, there's parts of that song that don't fit every word for how I'm doing it right now. But I love the song. I love the rhythm of it. I love some of the words a lot. And, you know, and when I shared that with my daughter, she was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all kind of a mess sometimes. And I really like the song. But, yeah. But you learn from each other. And you experience real emotion with each other. Because music's where our emotion comes from. And we definitely have certain types of music we listen to when we're sad. We have certain types of music we listen to when we're really angry. And we have certain types of music that we listen to when we're really happy. And if you want to know where somebody is, play the music game. Make it part of your being together. Once a week, we're going to take an hour or two hours. If you do it like we do it, we'll take all night sometimes and play the music game together and just play back and forth until we've run out of songs. beautiful way to share a beautiful way to understand how friends and family are feeling when they're sharing their songs they're sharing that music and music is one of those vibrations of our mind and body and spirit we know that we know how music we know how we seek out different music at different times because of the way we're feeling when i want to be clear my mind and be a meditative place i put on the meditative music when I'm kind of, uh, oh, I need to clean the house and get going space, I put on the clean the house music, you know? When I'm in a nostalgic place, I'm kind of thinking about the places I've come and where, you know, different songs that I loved when I was a kid, you know, I'll put on some of those and go back to time. When we were playing, we were, did a game night the other night, we had music on and we kept flipping between different channels and different eras and we ended up like at one point on the 50s, <laughs> the 60s and then, you know, then some country and pop, and then some stage and screen. There's many different ways to enjoy, and that music kind of sets the tone, in it, and it allows by, again, by not just, and I, I can be guilty of it, but I, I I'm I, with awareness, I make myself be good about it, and when somebody else is playing their songs, rather than thinking, oh, I know what I'm going to play next, I listen, like, whoa, listen. They want to share these words. They want to share this sentiment. They want to share this, moment with you and and music can be such a beautiful and passionate way to do it so I really encourage the music game I really encourage reaching out to your kids reaching out to your friends and family and you know having a night when people come over and even if you're doing something else maybe you're doing a game night maybe you're doing a fun gathering and allow everyone to participate in the music so that everybody can learn from each other and you end up learning new music that you really like I have stayed fresh, although maybe that saying is not as fresh as it used to be. <laughs> I've stayed fresh on my music because of, with intent, allowing all the different people in my life to share and sometimes knowing my, my beautiful friend, Paul, that passed away last year. He was a good one at, at bringing me uh, people like Tool and Incubus and, um, hush, I can't think of the other name right now he's up there listening, going, do you know, and shared beautiful music. My partner now shares music. Some of it, I've never heard. He also liked Inkava. Wouldn't, never would have thought that was going to come into my John Denver, Dolly Parton, Neil Dime, Elton John world. But you know what? did. It's great. And I love so much of the new music that people share with me. And I learn new vibrations, new songs, new harmonies. And that's what love, change, love, forgiveness, and change is all about, creating a new harmony, creating a new energy in your life, a new soundtrack for your life, a soundtrack of energy, a soundtrack of compassion, a soundtrack of reaching out in love when someone's hurting, when someone's struggling, when someone doesn't understand, even if someone's frustrated with you, even more the reason to be compassionate and go, hey, hon, what did I do? didn't mean for you to feel that way. Love, forgiveness, and change. Create a new harmony. Create a new music. A new vibration for your life. Because when we're in a loving space and we're compassionate and we care and someone knows that you love about, love them, and that you want to heal that hurt and that you want to truly forgive them for the times that they've hurt you and you want to create a change and a new way of being so you can experience that love and can experience that connection and can experience that compassion on a new level free of judgment free of frustration free of struggle Maybe invite the people you care about to listen to this show, to participate in this meditation we're going to do together. And speaking of love and harmony and meditation, got to give a shout out to Elizabeth DeFreyas and the beautiful, awesome original music that we share with you on the show. And you can listen to this music, you can share this music with friends and family by going to heartsoundsbyelizabeth.com. She has albums of her beautiful music and nature sounds, blended together for meditation and you can listen to it and use it for your meditation for your spiritual for your relaxation anytime you want she's also on Sirius and many other streaming services so you can just copy and paste her name right from the show's description and find music she has a tip jar there at Heart Sounds by Elizabeth so if you listen to a lot of the music and you enjoy it but you're not in a place where you can purchase or making sense of purchasing music and can just give a few dollars and say thanks thanks for having this here when I needed it the most my friends we also have to give a shout out and a big thank you to all of those who over this past year and really throughout the entirety of my mission of reaching out to all of you for you to experience your path for you to relax your mind and body, for you to let go of fears and judgments and stress and anxiety, so you can with great joy be all of you. That would not be happening. That would not be happening without all of the love and the compassion and support that you give, and that can come in many ways. I enjoy when someone sends an email and lets us know how the show touched their heart or their lives. I enjoy when people share ideas for future shows. We've got many future shows by those many of you reaching out and sharing with us some of your some of your ideas or hey you did a show about this could you go a little bit deeper and do a little bit more and for those that who here in our local area and those from around the country and around the world who have supported our show that support is welcome and needed and you're supporting a mission of bringing relaxation of mind and body of helping people let go of fears and judgments and you're encouraging you're part of the mission of encouraging supporting and having compassion so that each individual can be all of who they are so if you're in a place where some of our shows and spiritual experiences and meditations have been a blessing to your life please send us an email and say you know what you've been a blessing i have some prosperity I'd like to help out. You can make a one-time donation or you can decide that you'd like to be a monthly supporter. Either way, we send you an email with an invoice. You pay it at your convenience. If you become a monthly supporter, you'll get an email each month and then you pay at your convenience again. You can stop anytime you want instantly. We've had that happen. We've had people that have... We've even had people that reached out for one-time donations and then reached back and said, you know what, something happened, I need to wait a little bit, is that okay? Yep, no problem. And we thank you because your support brings this mission and this experience to all those around the world who need it the most. And if you've listened to any of my shows and you know anything about my mission, you know I wish to reach out to those who need it the most at the times they need it the most I want to be there for those people who in that moment need that medication need that spiritual connection are struggling and need to let go of some stress or some anxiety or some frustrations or some fears so thank you thank you thank you my friends for those who do reach out and if you're in a place where at this moment You'd love to help. And sometimes I hear that. I hear that from friends via email or text or calls, and they'll say, I listen to you show all the time. I'm struggling right now. When things get better, I'll reach out. My friends, the reason the show is here is for when you're struggling and you need some most. And I know both in my private practice and work that I do, as well as the retreats, workshops, everything I've done has always had scholarships, always had ways that people could, I could facilitate for them at their level and what they need in that moment. And you know what? it always comes back around. It always comes back around. In more ways than one. Living your life in love and compassion and forgiveness, creating good and healthy change at every moment that you can, for yourself and for those around you, being aware of how much your own energy every moment influences you the most, If you're struggling with stress and frustration and judgment it's it first and foremost hurts you and then because you're hurting that energy spreads out to those around you but most awesomely we have free choice and we can we can go into moments of relaxation we can go into moments of letting go of that fear and judgment letting go of that struggle and you can come to a point in your life where you allow yourself to truly let go of the judgment and the hurt and to do all the things that you need to do in your life to bring yourself the mind and body and spiritual healing that you need to allow yourself to remember how beautiful and awesome and whole that you are. Just how powerful you are in the creation of your own life and the creation of the lives of those around you. The awareness of just how brilliantly beautiful it is to understand, accept, and live that it's better to light a candle than the curse of darkness. Being in a place of love and compassion is a place of strength, it's a place of awareness. Being in a place where you can allow yourself true forgiveness for yourself and for those around you, where you can truly allow yourself to let go, let go of the negativity. Let go of the stress. Let go of the hurt. Where you can discern those in your life that support and love you and that bring back that same compassion and love that you give, they bring it back and they offer it to you. We're the vehicles, we're the instruments of our own lives and of our own world. Our own world, meaning our friends, our family, our connections. How do they experience us? What do we bring into the room? Do we bring love and compassion and strength? If we're needing healing and we're hurting and something is really gnawing away at our minds and our consciousness, do we reach out and say, Ouch, I hurt. Do we allow ourselves the same compassion and healing that we wish for those around us? knowing that we can experience our lives in a new way every moment is a new moment each moment is all that matters right here right now it's all you got for sure Just closing your eyes and becoming comfortable and relaxed and allowing yourself for a few moments to be in that flow of love and forgiveness. Love and forgiveness for yourself, love and forgiveness for those around you. Allow yourself the awareness, the perception that just as you see and experience your world through your eyes, through your ears, your feelings, so do they, so does each one of the beautiful creation in this amazingly diverse and beautiful world that we live in. I might not fully understand your experience, your culture, your family, your journey. By knowing and understanding and being aware of the love and the power and the confidence and the strength and the wisdom that I have in my life, I know you each and everyone have that same compassion wisdom, strength. And I know if for some reason in this moment you're not feeling that wisdom or that strength or that compassion, it's because deep down inside there's some hurt. There's some trauma. There's some judgment. And I know in this moment, with your intention, you can allow this energy, this love, this light, this beautiful flow to bring a sense of healing and strength. To bring an awareness of gratitude for how many beautiful experiences in your life have brought you to this magical and beautiful point. Knowing whatever struggle or frustration, whatever anxiety or disappointment, whatever pain or hurt, it can be healed. We can choose in every moment and in any moment to experience our life exactly the way we choose. We can choose to invite those around us to have compassionate communication, to have inspired connection, Create a new way of being and experiencing. For a few moments, just allowing yourself to be in peace. Relaxation, awareness to all of who you are, mind, body, and spirit. To truly allow yourself to feel at the deepest levels of your body and the furthest parts of your consciousness. A connection and awareness to all of who you are. Whole, healed, inspired. For a few moments, allowing yourself to sense and feel and connect soul to soul, consciousness to consciousness in this moment with those who you love the most, your partner, your beautiful friend. your children, the people in your life who touch and inspire you, who bring love to your heart. Maybe they're human babies, maybe they're animal babies. The friends and loved ones that for multiple reasons or bad exchange, frustrated moment. There's been some disconnection, there's been some hurt. But you love them so much. And in this moment of awareness you'll forgive them. Forgive them for they know not what they do. And when you have a moment and there are a person that you can connect with and you can share with in a compassionate way, you have that moment of compassionate exchange, of heartfelt truth, of reconnection to love and intimacy. And intimacy can be with your friends, can be with family. Intimacy can be a hug. Intimacy can be a kiss on the forehead. Intimacy can be listening so compassionately that when they have tears, you have tears. Intimacy is allowing yourself to be all of who you are while celebrating each person in your life being able to do exactly the same? How much will you learn? How much will you grow? How much will you experience? By being open and compassionate and true to yourself. True to the love that you share with those around you. Yes, they're different. Yes, they make different choices. Yes, they experience life differently. How beautiful is that? How much can we learn and share and experience by connecting even closer, even more beautifully with each other? there's something we don't understand or we haven't experienced we allow ourselves to listen and share in their experience to understand more about each of us individually and collectively it's the only way to understand more about each of us spiritually and universally you have to start right here at home We realize from the moment we take our first breath there will be a moment we take our last. And each beautiful, powerful moment in between is a moment for us to share. A moment for us to be. A moment for us to connect. A moment for us to create. Beautiful, awesome, inspired connection with all those that we love in our lives and those that we don't even know we're going to be loving on soon new friends, new family, new connection that we can bring love and compassion and inspiration with, for, and together. Allow yourself to go deep tonight into a meditation of connection and love. Sharing that love with maybe some of those people in your life that currently may be lost addiction or may have made some choices where they're really hurting. Even challenge yourself just for a moment to love on those and to offer compassion and forgiveness to those who maybe hurt you. maybe caused you trauma, maybe caused you to have some of the biggest struggles in your life. But in this moment, discerning to keep yourself safe, discerning to keep yourself distant for your own safety. In this moment, soul to soul, heart to heart, send love and compassion and hope that the day will come when they have some healing, when they have some awareness. even they can feel forgiveness. Join me in this moment in a prayer of compassion and wisdom and strength, reaching down into the hearts of those who need it the most in our world in this moment. those who struggle, those whose experience, those whose life we couldn't imagine. Because of the hurt and the trauma and the struggle they're suffering in this moment, and join with me in sending love and compassion and inspiration into their hearts and their minds. Maybe there's some hearts and minds so hardened tonight and so dark that they're thinking about ending their own lives or even taking somebody else's. Join with me in sending compassion and prayer and inspiration into their hearts and minds in this moment to sense and feel the healing, the love, the inspiration that they need To hang on, to ask for healing, to ask for help. Reach out for a few moments and allow yourself to feel your connecting soul to soul, consciousness to consciousness, heart to heart. That your candle is lit and you can sense and feel and see the candles and the light, that is shining all around your household, your family, your community. Many beautiful, inspired, healed people working together to bring love and inclusion and healing into all of the world they can touch. There are ways that we can each become inspired. inspired to create in our world the love, the harmony, the inspiration that we seek. The compassionate listening. The friend that lifts us up when they come into the room and met with their love and their healing and their compassion just flow from them. and sensing and feeling and knowing that we can be that love we can be that compassion we can be that healing for ourselves and for each other allow yourself to drift into a beautiful relaxing loving glowing with forgiveness and gratitude. Beautiful meditation that brings for you the inspiration of the ways that you can easily create in your life, in your world, in your own mind, body, and spirit. The change. Welcome change to you and all those around you, much love, much joy, much wondrous experience. I love you, my friend. Enjoy and experience your meditation as deeply, easily, and as long as you need to. Good night.